You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez-Cleary. Sponsored by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hour on 93.7, the ticket sponsored by Empire Fence and Netting. It's still me, Rico, but this time I am joined by one other person that is not Jake Bakovin or Jay Foreman. It is Nathan Brennan. I'm really starting to settle in, too. Being introduced with Virginia Tech football, Nebraska's going 9-3 and three was really the way to... It's really the way to settle into the show. You're welcome. I've been running all over the place today. I'm t- Cornhusker State games, I'm starting to realize, is a big deal in the state. Oh, people like it. People I've love never, the Cornhusker State games. I've never participated. I wanted to, I should have, like right after college, um, join like the, the track portion of that and just go to Hurdle. And I was like, oh, you yeah, should. just going to smoke everybody. But then I didn't, and now I'm out of shape, and that would be a terrible idea. Yeah. But... I think so. My wife texted me and she said, "Guess what arrived today?" And we bought a rower. And uh, oh, nice! I think it got delivered today. It wasn't supposed to come in till next week, but I think we got it. So, give me a bit. Your boy's about to be in shape. Rowers will get you in shape. I I don't personally row. Neither do I. But you know, I'm about to. <laughs> But I know it's a it's a really good workout. Uh, Nick was bringing up the Biggest Loser. On the Biggest Loser, they all row. Really? It's like one of their like biggest workouts that they do. There we go. They row and then they walk a lot. And I'm a big I'm a big walker, so I I try and I try and lose as little muscle as I can. So you're not supposed to run, but do like incline walk. So I do a lot of incline walking. Also would work. It's a lot of inclines around my house in the neighborhood, so you know I can just walk mm-hmm. around there. You know, Ellie, see, Ellie likes to walk. I'll just you know. We got her a bike. Maybe she can ride her bike. Maybe I could just drag the uh, drag the wagon behind me, so that'd be a little extra, a little extra weight pulling up the hill. Mm-hmm. I did that once where uh, it was just me and the kids, and I put them in the wagon, and I just walked around the neighborhood for like half an hour, and I got back home, and I was like, I was like, I feel good, and then I stop, like stop moving, and you go to sit down, all the tingles in my legs, and I was like, yep. ooh, not great. Yep. <laughs> but I used to. Uh... I was not the athlete that you were, Rico, but I did train for half marathon, then got a stress fracture in my leg, and Ouch. I called it quits. Because <laughs> the one thing about stress fractures, like, there's not really anything that you can do. I was in a boot for three weeks, which is supposed to help just so you're not putting as much pressure on it. Mm-hmm. But the only thing you can really do is just wait. Yep. Like you can't. Th- there's nothing really to heal it, so I just waited. And I was training for half marathon, so I was running like 20 miles a week. And then went to not running at all. I was like, you know what? I'm just never going to run again. No, so I haven't sense. ran since. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So now I just lift weights. Well, I ran uh, f- every d- damn near every day from uh, seventh grade until you know my senior year of college. Mm-hmm. So after I got done, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a year. I'm not going to run for a year. And that's uh, what? <laughs> and eight years later. Six years ago? Six years later. <laughs> right, right. So, you know. It happens. I think I took that a little too seriously. Right. But yeah. we're not here to talk about my athletic <laughs> prowess or Nathan's athletic prowess. We're but actually, about- we could real quick, though, because oh. Don says you still have time. There are 80 and 90-year-olds still doing the 100, no excuses. You know what? Okay. Also, Pecan Pie is throwing shots, saying that your wife's going to use the rower more than you. I mean, she really got it for herself, but I was like, I'm going to use it. <laughs> but I'll hop on it, right. Like, she was like, "Do you, would you use this? And I go, yeah, of course I will. Uh, like, I'm going to use it. I believe you will. 
I'm going to get, look, Pecan Pie, just wait. I don't know how long it's going to take for me to get in shape using the rower, but I'm going to be in shape. And you just wait however many weeks, months from now, mm -hmm. you're going to tune into the stream on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, the Sarda Heyman Jewelers live video stream. Like, who's and that guy? Like, and you're going to be like, damn. And I'm going to be like, yeah, what's good? That's how it is. Also, Pecan Pie will be jumping for joy when Nebraska does go 9-3. and three. Good prediction. Right there with you. I Well, I hope so. Right there with you. Chase B says hi from Battle Lake, Minnesota. Hi, Chase B. Hey, Chase. In Battle Lake, Minnesota. Never been in Minnesota. <clears throat> Never been. I've been one time for regionals in summer track. Right? Yes. Regionals in summer track. We were there. Uh, went to the Mall of America. It was fun. I've heard great things about the Mall of America, but I've never been to Minnesota. But I will say, before we get to Nebraska football real quick, 402-464-5685, I'm going to Denver this weekend. If any of you guys have any great ideas to do things in Denver, let me know. Text me. Let try us know. And, try and find out where the Avalanche are partying and try and go party with That them. would be all. We are going um, to a Rockies game get a hold of the on Cup. Sunday, but of course it's supposed to be 98 degrees and the game's at 1 o'clock. So. Oh, that's going to be great. <sighs> and I, I sweat like a menace. Like I, it is. I don't know what it is. I get think it's of, genetics, but I sweat a lot. Get a so hold it of could Nick. be gross. See what he's doing. I know he is, but I'm pretty sure he's coming back on Sunday. Oh, I and we're no getting idea. there like Saturday during the day, going to get lunch, going to. There's some famous bookstore that uh, is in Denver that Carly wants to go to. I can't. I don't know where it is proximity wise. I've never been to Denver. I don't. A I don't read. I don't try and fake it and tell people I'm smart. You, I ba I get paid to look good on TV and give people the news that they need to and know even, here even in Nebraska. A it's a struggle. <laughs> but I give people the news that they need to know, like the Cornhusker State games. I get paid to talk about Nebraska winning nine games on the radio. I'm not paid to be smart. It's true. So don't get it twisted. It's so I, I don't know anything about this bookstore. If you guys know about it, let me know. So hopefully I can go in a little bit prepared. I paid and then I can sound smart. We are paid to have some sort of knowledge about certain things that we talk about. We know about sports, and I know how to inform the community about the things that you need to know. I will say, that is one of my strengths, informing Nebraskans about what they need to know. Look at you. Five to seven, every Dude, morning. You're doing a great job. I will never be up that early. That so. is, come on. I don't think I will. You've never seen the morning show? Are you I kidding will, me right I now? I have never. And I, I don't even support for my coach. Coworkers, what is this? Never catch you in the morning. Oh my god! Well, okay. I'm just, dude. I'm not waking up that early. My mother-in-law's probably seen you know 10, 11 early. In you should morning, add, you should say that you man, know the morning. Fa my father-in-law's up that early. Yeah, easily. tell him you know the morning guy. I don't think he's watching the news. I think he's he's getting ready to do chores and stuff. So he's he's like up, getting ready, drinking his morning coke, getting a little, getting a couple snacks in him and out out the door. <laughs> so he's not feed, watching the feed morning. Feed the cows show. And, and and do all the other stuff that he does. That every time I go over. For the weekends, I feel terrible because, like, I get up at like ten because I'm like, that's a weekend. I don't have to work, and he's, you know, working every single day. Been up, and he gets, he comes back in at like ten, and he's just like, oh yeah, I've been up for five hours. Like, See, that's oh, the problem. Cool. <laughs> that's the problem about the morning show. So I usually wake up around two fifteen, two thirty every day. So the latest I can sleep in on the weekends is like seven. It's terrible. It's I feel like I never really get enough sleep, but that's the price you pay. Again, I uh, that, that's what we're doing. It do be like that. So you got well, a couple, people, got uh, a couple uh, options. Uh, some people saying some things. Uh, Eric has a thing that I'm not going to say. <laughs> yeah, we can't uh, read that one. Uh, BJ says top fuel drag races in Denver this weekend. Oh, nice. Uh, Colorado tattered cover. Is that okay. the bookstore? I'm guessing that's what it is. I'm assuming that's what uh, Colorado Herbie is. Corey and Lincoln, Rico, they pay you to know what you're talking about. 
Uh, they pay me to have like a general <laughs> I know. knowledge. No, you need to make sure you add. He added a question mark to that. He did not say, Rico, they pay you to know what you're talking about. Fact, period. Yeah. No, he said asking. question mark. Yeah, he's asking. They, he's asking they, you. They pay me to have like a general knowledge of things. Yeah, make it entertaining. Yeah, you know. I sometimes... I do a lot of research and I I know what I'm talking about. Your value is entertainment. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'm here. I'm here to give you some news, mostly laughs. Uh, Travis and Lincoln. Who's your three losses if Nebraska goes nine and three? It's just yeah. Here's some just some some questions we can answer. So okay, yeah. Who's your three losses if Nebraska goes nine and three? I have them starting out five and zero, oh, okay. setting up a letdown game against Rutgers on the road on a Friday night. And so my first lot, I'm telling you, if they start out five and zero, oh, a letdown's on the horizon. Mm-hmm. I have them losing to Rutgers, Michigan. And I haven't decided. I think Wisconsin at home, they'll take them. And then ending the season on a high note. And uh, I have them losing to Iowa. I think those are my three. Oh, okay. And the the worst part about that scenario is if those are your three losses, I don't think Michigan and Rutgers count against you. It- in the Big Ten West standings. I'm not entirely sure how that filters out because I, I know that's how they go to like a weird system. It's your losses against the Big Ten West, wins against. So well, I don't know thing- how that would filter out, but I have them. I have said that game against Iowa to end the season uh-huh. I think is going to decide the Big Ten West, and I, I, I have a weird feeling about it. Well, I was going to say if they only lose to Iowa, on that, that's that section of the Big Ten West, depending on who else Iowa loses to in the Big Ten West. Nebraska would probably end Nebraska up in the Big Ten Championship win. at nine and three. They would have three nine losses three. in the they Big Ten. They would have ten, three, right? But they would have wins against every Big Ten West school except for one. So I think that that would. Put I them- think that's how it would filter out. And texters say, "What Rutgers? Your prediction is worthless." I, I, again, I think they're far better than Rutgers. I think Rutgers is one of the worst teams on the schedule. But if Nebraska starts out five and zero, oh, you got to realize they're going to be. Coming off huge win against Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and then you have your cookie-cutter game against Indiana, which I, I don't think under any circumstance you're going to lose to Indiana at home. I could be wrong. <laughs> but Rutgers is kind of a trap game there because it's a Friday night, so you're already out of sync. It's halfway across the country. You're traveling all the way to New Jersey, and you're 5-0. and So I would say Nebraska's probably sitting between – 15 20th in the country. They'll be ranked. Dude, if I'm you're 5 you, and over the win against Oklahoma, you'll be ranked. A letdown is on the horizon. I'm it's right you, man, there. That game is scary. I've said it before on the air. And it people is. make fun of me. It it's, is. It's it's a Rutgers team that's better than you think they are. They're still not they should They're still worse not than be Nebraska. better than Nebraska, right, but right. they are better than you think they are. They've got a good coach in Greg Schiano. And it's Friday. It's throwing off it's your a road game. schedule. It's a road game, too. So, so you're, you're traveling travel, to New Jersey. You travel, travel earlier than you normally travel. You've got one less practice, maybe two less practices than you normally have. Right. It's going to throw everything off. It's a scary game. It's a trap game. We'll it is when, when they say trap games, that is the definition of a trap game, especially if they start as successful as I think they will. And even I've said worst case scenario, which, again, I have not been hurt like you guys have. So this might not be the Nathan Brennan worst case scenario is four and one to start the season <laughs> where you, you win the first three Northwestern. You should absolutely smoke. You're playing two significantly inferior opponents. Losing to Oklahoma, that's okay. I understand Oklahoma's a good team with or without Venables. You bring in Dylan Gabriel, who's a solid quarterback. You lose to Oklahoma. Under no circumstance should you lose to Indiana at home. Nathan's worst-case scenario is 4-1. and one. Even in that scenario, Rutgers is a trap game. If yeah. you are 5-0, and 4-1, oh, 
three and two, okay, maybe not. You're just kind of middling at that mm-hmm. point. But if you're if you're on the verge of getting to your sixth win, which hasn't happened in a while at Nebraska, <laughs> that's a trap game. And that, that game scares me a lot. Oh, yeah. And then uh, another question that he has is, who are the non-transfers who make the biggest jump from last year and why? So the non-transfers who make the biggest jump, it's got to be I, someone in the running back room not named Anthony Grant. I think so, it'll be Jacquez Yant if we're going running back room. I think I, I'm we're and this might be because we've had interactions with him. Vershawn's had him on his show a couple times. I mean, he looks like an absolute unit. Like, he does. He is, he is a tank. The dude is massive. And if we're talking about Big Ten, ground and pound, run the ball up the middle, mm-hmm. and you give it to that guy, I just don't want to be on the receiving end is what I'll say. I was going to say Ramir Johnson. I think he makes the biggest improvement. Um, okay. You, you, I mean, you saw what he was able to he, give you last year when right. he was, you know, not the biggest of backs. I think he's he's – he looked – I saw him once. Him and Nick Henrich came in to talk about the road race um, on a Sunday morning with um, not pancakes, but uh, fitness fanatics. Fitness fanatics. Uh, um, so they came in to talk about the road race, and I saw him. And small guy, but big. So I see. What you're I'm saying. not like he, right. he's like like a short and like a little little skinnier than like you know Jacquez Yan. I've seen him. Jacques uh, Yant is a unit. He but, is not a normal human being. No, no, he's, he's huge. <laughs> um, but I think Ramir keeps the speed. He put on a little bit of weight. I think he makes a big jump. Like I said, he is outside of power running, the total package that you want in a running back. He can catch. He can block. He's got speed. He's got that home run ability. So I think he makes the biggest biggest jump. Um, you know who I'm going to say? Probably out of, out of everybody on the offense that's not a transfer, I think he makes the biggest jump. Defensively, I'm going to tell you right now, Garrett Nelson, moving him to to the end. I think that dude, if Garrett he put Nelson, on weight to be an if end. he put on weight and he's getting moved to the end, if Nebraska's going to run this four three, which is by all indications what it looks like, especially when they restructured their roster and positioning, he's going to be both. They're going to switch he, back and forth. If that if that kid ends up with eight to ten sacks this season, don't be surprised. He is on the end. He's going to be a beast. This I've year. got two. Okay, on the defensive end, Caleb Tanner is going to okay. build. Build upon the end of his season last year where he was just an absolute menace. Mm-hmm. It seemed like he was in on every tackle and he was getting pressure on the quarterbacks. Didn't get a ton of sacks, but he was always – it just seemed like he was always there. I think he's finally – you know, when he first got here as a freshman, everybody looked at him and thought, that is a football player. Mm-hmm. And I think he's finally put it together. I think he builds upon that. Even with the addition of O'Shawn Mathis, who I'm not sure if they're going to have him at outside linebacker or or defensive end. I would they- assume end – I think I have, I have no idea. I, I if, think if, if I had to predict, third, I would say Garrett Nelson and Oshan Mathis are your end. If you get into a third down situation, I almost guarantee you they switch back to a three four and they split both of them out wide on the sides okay. just to have a, a better angle, more on the pressure. Tackles. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Caleb Tanner on the outside, I think he'll he'll build upon that. And then the other guy, not transfer, who I think will make a a, a, a big jump. Noah Pola Gates. It's been four years where he's been here as a highly touted recruit. I think he's finally. You know, for for a lack of words, catching on with the defense, and I believe he's he's one of the five mentioned in that four man rotation at safety, and I believe um, his playmaking ability will finally be able to shine, uh, and he'll he'll get some more play at the safety position, and you're going to hear a lot more Noah Pulley Gates this season. Let me ask you this, and this is one that I just thought of, and you you could probably speak a little bit more on this. Quentin Newsom being thrown into kind of cornerback one, so. 
Yes. That's another, that's another Maybe. thing we were just reading. Because and, and Cam Taylor Britt was obviously your number one cornerback, yes. one on one. Quentin Newsom was I'm assuming was Quentin ne- Newsom would be your number one. So Travis Fisher did his radio appearance, and he said Tommy Hill. This is like reading between the lines, kind of, you know, paraphrasing what he said. He said Tommy Hill has that Cam Taylor Britt to him. Like okay. he'll be. Probably going to end up being the number one corner. He said he's a an big ad- time transfer too. He People said forget he's about an Tommy NFL Hill. guy if he doesn't mess it up. If okay. he doesn't get in his own way, he's an NFL guy, and he that could end up me. being like Cam Taylor Britt, right. who was a second round pick. So I think Tommy Hill takes over that number one. But I, you know, Quentin Newsom, who was that number two, um, Fisher said when he plays fast and and he kind of locks in, he's fantastic. The problem is he doesn't do that all the time. So if he can, you know, lock in all the time, play fast, and and kind of get things under control, I think you say a big leap from him, probably at that number two spot. But it's it's he's competing with all the other corners they brought in, and a guy that I really like in Braxton Clark, who's a six four corner, who, you know, Bach had me questioning myself. I don't remember if he was injured last year when he was slated to be the number two corner, or the year before when he was slated to be the number two corner. He was coming into the season supposed to be a starter, got hurt, and. Uh, Quentin Newsom got the start over him. I believe it was last year. Quentin Newsom I'll got tell the start you though, and held on to the it. The one thing is, usually when you lose a second-round draft pick, you go into a little bit of panic mode. If Tommy Hill and Quentin Newsom are your guys on the outside, I feel pretty confident with that. Like, like seriously. Yeah. When you look at the landscape of, of the roster and how it's going to filter out on the depth chart, I do not have – I don't see too many holes in the secondary. I don't, and it it is going to hurt losing Cam Taylor. But whenever you lose a second round draft pick, listen, it's going you're going to feel it. I don't oh, even, yeah. even if you're Alabama, you're going to feel it if you're losing a second round draft pick. Unless they're replacing I'm, a first round draft pick, right? <laughs> I am very confident in the secondary. Seriously, like I I am I am very very confident in the secondary. I like the secondary, especially with Travis Fisher leading the way. He's he's yeah. he's proven to be a, a a really solid coach, really good coach, players coach. The players love him. Mm-hmm. So and you know they were talking about him coaching the walk-ons as hard as he coaches the scholarship players, which is something you you love to hear. So mm-hmm. if there's a spot, I mean, just the whole defense, I have a lot more confidence in the defensive side of things than I do on the offensive side because because they have all their coaches and because you know even with the influx of different bodies, they have guys who have been there before who hopefully don't take it the wrong way if they are getting passed over by somebody who well, transfers in. The biggest thing I would say, the difference between the offense and defense, is that there's not – I don't see a glaring hole or just – I wouldn't say glaring. I don't see a hole on the defense. Mm-hmm. Like, from from top to bottom, from defensive line, linebacker unit to your secondary, I don't see any holes there. The problem on the offense, I don't see holes in the running back room. Your weapons on the outside, the, the, the receiving room, especially mm-hmm. Mickey Joseph, I'm – very confident in Casey Thompson, Chubba Purdy. I don't care who you throw out there. You're gonna. I think you're gonna have an upgraded quarterback. The offensive line scares me. I'll be. In, I'll be entirely on. Whenever I say my nine and three prediction, I stick by it. But I, the offensive line worries me a little, especially after you lose Nuri. That, that 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 is that hurts. That's tough. That's what I was talking. Who was I talking to? Jay or or Bach about it? Where there is a way. There is a. Well, I was just going through like the entire offense, and. If you look at like returning starters, returning people who have been mentioned as people who could still make an impact, uh, quarterback, you don't have a returning starter, obviously. Running, which back, I think you're okay with. Running back, you have two starters. One's coming off an injury. The other one was, you know, just kind of like a speed back who was who was, you know, struggling to to run through the middle. Wide receiver, 
You have Omar Manning, who we haven't heard anything about this offseason. Which is very odd. Uh, Oliver Martin, who, again, a guy that we've heard very little until Mickey Joseph went on the, his, his radio appearance this week. Uh, so, you know, two two guys, really, that, that mm-hmm. showed a lot of flash last year uh, at the wide receiver position. Other you than save that, your bets. Other than that, all transfers. Tight end, you have Vokalek and a bunch of freshmen. Uh, well, Ch- Vokalek, Chancellor Brewington, who didn't have um, really – any plays to catch the ball last season? Yeah, Vokalek though. Vokalek will oh, take no, a I step like, forward. No, but that's but and that's he's been around thing. the program for a while. Oh, I know, but that's the thing. Vokalek is is going to be your probably your most experienced returner because then you look at the offensive line, left tackle. Yeah. You've got Teddy Prohaska who played in one and a quarter games. Turner Corcoran who was you know not trying to be rude. It's just a fact. One of the lowest rated tackles in college Pro football, football last focus season. did not like him. Uh, your left guard's going to be different because Nuri's gone. Your center's going to be different because you lost him to the second round of the NFL draft. Yeah. Your right guard's going to be different because he ended up graduating. And your right tackle was Bryce Benhart, who you haven't heard anything about. And again, not trying to be rude, another one of the worst tackles in college football. Does having Riola give you a little bit more confidence, though? Yes. That, that's what that's what helps me out. Again, offensive line, for all the reasons you just said, Rico, it, it is a little bit worrisome. But having a Riola in the room has to make you at least a little bit more confident. Oh yeah, he right he, the the <laughs> physicality that he wants to bring back to the offensive line. The fact that he came in and pretty much right away was like, we're not blocking pads, we're blocking people, we're moving bodies during practice. And he he got the pads out and they're going you know mano a mano uh, against you know offensive line on offensive line, offensive line on defensive line. You're out there. Putting your physicality and and with a guy like him who is all physical all the time and, and Nuri from, and Brand have talked about it too all business oh yeah and coming all business. from you know an NFL space right. where look right. you either perform or you lose your job and losing your job means losing money which means losing losing you know you're losing your paycheck you're losing money you're losing food you're losing how like you gotta you gotta work every single day when you go in there so coming from that atmosphere possibly bringing that type of intensity to Nebraska that. That gets me excited for the offensive line. It's just who is going to be the right. ones moving those bodies. Right. So we've got a couple more texts coming in. We're going to head to a break. We'll read those texts and get a little bit more into some Husker football talk up next on the Happy Hour.